On January 6, he was a go-between on communications with Trump and the request for security on January 6. He was called in the January 6 committee to testify on what took place. We met with Cash in Washington to find out who made the calls on security and what happened behind closed doors at the White House. One thing everybody's wondering about January 6 mm. is who was in charge of security that day? Well, that's a great question. And the simple answer is the protection of the Capitol and members of Congress falls to law enforcement. And that is specifically the Capitol Police, Metropolitan PD, which is the Washington uh, DC police force, and the federal agencies, the FBI and DHS when called upon. And all of that can be supplemented with National Guard security assistance if and when requested. The way it's structured at the Capitol is there's a sergeant at arms for the House and a sergeant at arms for the Senate. The Capitol Police, per their own timeline, received the authorization request from the Department of Defense where I was chief of staff for National Guard's men and women before January 6th. The Capitol Police then went to the sergeant at arms in the House and the Senate and the chief of police and the decision was made, pursuant to their own timeline, that that request would be declined. The United States Supreme Court Posse Comitatus said, rightfully so, the United States military cannot be deployed domestically. Uh, that's what local law enforcement and federal law enforcement are for. But they said that this is the whole purpose behind the National Guard, who are not full-time uniformed military officials. They are doctors, lawyers, teachers, husbands, wives, parents, who live in the community and have other full-time jobs, but when called upon are activated to come into the National Guard. The Supreme Court said two things must happen. One. The President of the United States has to authorize, not order, authorize the use of the National Guard. Once that happens, step two has to happen as well before they can be deployed. And that is a request from the head of the state, the governor, or in this case, Mayor Bowser, because it's Washington, D.C., or federal law enforcement needs to request the National Guard to be deployed. If those two things don't happen, then any issuance of the National Guard would be literally unconstitutional. Take you back to January 4th-ish, right? We're in the Oval Office with President Trump. It was me, the Secretary of Defense, Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, Chief of Staff to the President of the United States, and obviously President Trump, and maybe one or two other officials. And I remember it, it was a Monday morning, we were talking about an extremely sensitive operation we were running overseas. Um, and then once we finished that topic, President Trump pivoted and said, hey, what are you guys doing, you know, basically for security? And I'm paraphrasing here for anything that might happen on January 6th. And we said, well, we're doing what we always do. We're getting ready, sir. And he said, well, if you need up to 20,000 National Guard men and women, not just in Washington, wow. D.C., but anywhere in the country, you have my authorization. So roger that, sir. Check. We've got the commander in chief giving us that authorization that the law requires. So what do we do? The Department of Defense takes that authorization and goes to Mayor Bowser, literally, and goes to the Capitol Police and says, the president has said this many thousands of National Guard men and women are at your disposal but you need to make the request because the law prohibits us from just deploying them. Mayor Bowser, in writing, pursuant to her own letter that we released from her, sent to the Department of Defense, declined. So think about it. If Trump really wanted to take over, why would he not use that opportunity at that time to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna activate the National Guardsmen. He follows the law every step of the way. You can't lead an insurrection if you're following the law, if you're following the Constitution, and to have the smarts and the wisdom enough to know, hey, these dummies haven't asked me for any extra security. 
I probably should check into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't need it. You don't have to. Whatever the excuse was, whatever the lie was that they gave to him, mm-hmm. they knew he was going to be prepared for this. I don't just, think I don't think that he was prepared for it on on the on the the scale that it ended up because. But I mean, I prepared prepared in the sense that he he was going to be smart enough to know that his power was only was only limited to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. To issue any more National Guards men and women in writing on January. You know, I'm guessing now it's the 4th or the 5th. The United States Capitol Police timeline now shows definitively what we've been saying the whole time because we knew it was true, that the United States Capitol Police similarly declined. The only thing that we cared about was a chain of command and following law at DOD. And we were informed by Mayor Bowser, who runs D.C., and by the Capitol Police, who are the federal law enforcement authority here, that no more troops would be necessary. Now, on that note, is it possible they had assessed that the Capitol Police would have been enough? Because they also didn't, they really didn't put down riot police initially either. No. So they seem to have assumed that the Capitol Police, in and of itself, was enough to handle that crowd. Would the Capitol Police normally be able to handle a crowd like that? Not of that size. It's just far too big. As we outlined earlier, uh, you know, what the Capitol Police's main functions are and, you know, what their abilities are. They're not the NYPD. There's not 40,000 uniformed cops. Um, sitting at the Capitol. That's just not the way it is. Well, the Capitol Police timeline shows that they were looking at things and now the FBI's information has finally come out that the FBI had information about security concerns before January 6th. As for the rest, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and company were calling the Department of Defense and rightfully so on that day multiple times. And I remember vividly we were saying, well, once you tell us you want this, you know, we'll turn it on because we had prepped it so, so well. And we did exactly that. And then their complaint was, why aren't they here, you know, within the hour? How do you move people across America within the hour? We told you two days ago, we could have been stationed here come on, come on, and ready come to on. go and hit the easy button, but you said no. And then the law would not allow us to act. Then we were told these same individuals, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and company, who, if you remember Lafayette Park, went absolutely apoplectic when the president walked across Lafayette Park with uh, a military officer with a sidearm. These same individuals on January 6th were asking where the tanks were and where the armored personnel carriers were. <laughs> they wanted to turn downtown Washington, D.C. into downtown Kandahar. It's simply just not the purpose of the National Guard. And it's simply not, you, you wanted us to have belt-fed machine guns on top of mounted SUVs to do what? mow down American citizens. I just did they want now the same people that were concerned about optics before January 6th were politically concerned about optics again and they wanted that show of force. And we said we would do everything the law permitted us to do, but those weapons of, of war literally would not be deployed in the streets of Washington DC. So Trump offered to provide security on January 6th. If this was the case, then why did they decline to have the National Guard deployed, as Trump wanted? Why weren't riot police and better assets sent out initially? And why would they place this instead on the Capitol Police, who are not equipped or staffed to handle protests of this scale? And even beyond this, at the end of the day, why did they want weapons of war, including tanks and belt-fed machine guns, deployed against American citizens, as a way to disperse a protest. The findings raise serious questions on the very people who've given themselves positions 
to run the investigations. A comprehensive review of evidence suggests that Capitol Police officers flagrantly violated the law in their handling of January 6th. Many of them should face criminal charges. But what does this mean for the other charges that day? Would their behavior of the police officers constitute entrapment? The definition of the crime of entrapment is in whose mind the crime occurred first. If an officer were to do something that he knew would provoke a response that would be arrestable, and if he did that act, that would be the classic definition of entrapment. And he or she would be entrapping the protester to violate the law. If an officer invited somebody into the Capitol building knowing that he was then going to charge them with trespassing, that would be entrapment, yes. From everything that I have looked at in this case, I believe that there was a conscious, um, if not stated, certainly endorsed and supported reaction on the part of uh, the, the police to create a circumstance where they could use force and make arrests. Yes. Uh, and it was born out of um, um, what I would characterize as being uh, angry at the protesters for their presence there in their jurisdiction doing things that they didn't want them to do, being there. Not only what they were doing, but who they were. Uh, that seemed to be a theme, and it seemed to be evident by their action, behavior, and conduct, which was quite frankly deplorable. The real story of January 6th is not the one that has been largely shown to the public. Normal protocols on a riot were not followed, and many people violated laws they did not know they were violating. The most serious acts of violence were on behalf of the Capitol Police. Yet the violence and at least one killing on their behalf are being ignored. But video evidence shows that many of them could stand trial for crimes on use of force and murder. All of these issues beg the question of why. January 6th is now being used politically and as a justification to create new laws on domestic terrorism. But if the foundation is false, then how can these stand? Crimes were committed on January 6th. But a two-tiered justice system is not justice. And a political investigation from an aggrieved party is not a real investigation. Potential crimes on all sides need to be treated with equal weight. America needs answers on why the main instigators are not charged, who made the calls on security that day, and why. Only through a true and clear presentation of the day's incidents can the nation be assured that justice is being served. And only through this light of true justice can America begin to heal. Written by Joseph Hanneman, Joshua Phillip, and the executive producers were Sally Sun, 
and Jasper for Kurtz. Don't know who they are, but they did a fantabulous job. Yes, I agree. My um my thought is this. My final thought is this. Um, I believe it was an inside job, and I believe that it's pure evil in regards to certain things that we saw. Pure hatred, pure evil, and a lack of of compassion for for life. Uh, if you are a MAGA supporter, if you are a Donald Trump supporter. I think they took advantage of us in our goodness. And I'm saying I'm saying this from a standpoint of they looked at us because we couldn't fathom them still in the election. We couldn't fathom them planning people inside of that ground, on those grounds, in such a large number with such an evil intent that we one they over they underestimated us they figured we were so such hot-headed people uh we were easily inflamed you know everything that they said about president trump he's he's a, a nationalist and these people are only going to want to support america and this is wrong because adolf hitler was a nationalist and he he supported germany and he wanted the german people to stand and to and to proclaim germany and this is what's wrong with president trump he wants to play, proclaim america over everyone else there's nothing wrong with having a nationalist pride inside of your country but when you get to the level of being a adolf hitler where you're killing people off because they don't fit your your mold or your pattern they have tried from day one to, to fit President Trump into this Adolf Hitler mold, which means we're just blind people following him and doing everything that he tells us to do yeah. without any thought, without right. any uh, self-judgment, self-care. We're just blindly following him like we're a cult. Yes. And they assume because they're a cult that we're a cult. And there is it is. There it is. Yeah. Do you know how many people have been killed behind certain things that the Democrat Party has done? And a they lot. And, and they have not been uh like the lady said, they've gotten away from uh away with it. This enables them to keep going and keep going and keep going because nobody is touching them. They're well, gonna have their day. I don't care what nobody says, their day is coming. It may not be in this lifetime, but their day is coming. It's it's probably not gonna be in this lifetime because this ultimately is a spiritual battle that is taking place. And we have the battle between light and darkness that's that's flowing right now. And all of these evil people who are who are controlled by the principalities and powers that are tied to Jezebel, Ahab. Uh, sex trafficking, they're tied to the drug addiction, the pharmacia spirit, they're tied to mammon, greed. Mm. All of these principalities and powers have been fed and they're, they're continuously being fed because it's more and more greed, more and more corruption that's taking place. They're not getting smaller. And, le and let's not even talk about the church because the church is just underestimated everything that's going on because we want 
uh, the Mitt Romneys of the world to come in and be president. We want another George Bush to come in and be president. We don't want someone who's going to produce righteousness and holiness. And mm. this is the president's job, but at the same time, the honor of the founding fathers was that they believed in morality. They believed that you cannot lead in any position if you did not have a sense of who you were, a sense of who God was, and a sense that because it a, a sense a sense that's built upon fairness and equality to all people because it comes from your knowledge and your relationship with God and if you don't have a relationship with God you're not going to be fair you're not going to follow the Bible you're not going to follow things that will help people in uh, not be enslaved to the government I want to see justice for the people who are in prison right now yes accused i want to see those people who were abused by the police get yes. justice i want yes. them to face their uh perpetrators their tormentors and and you know let them get their day in court yes where they say, you did wrong yes and they can be confronted now i really feel like that needs to happen don't know that it will if you know if president trump gets back in there i hope that he goes to the place where he really does what what he says and just cleans everything out and gets rid of all of the bad uh eggs that are in there the bad leaders so that we really can start from scratch in a fresh and a new mm -hmm. four years is not a lot of time to do it but if he goes in there with the right mindset of just cutting and getting rid of the junk, he, it is possible. Yeah, thank you. I haven't seen part two, but I, I'm I'm oh, I'm looking you, forward to seeing it. You're gonna be on fire. You're gonna be on fire. <laughs> okay. Good. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>